Thank you for listening to WGSR.net, bringing hope and comfort 24 hours a day. Hi there. We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. And welcome everyone to God Stories Radio. This is session 131. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. Hey, what's up guys? Hey. It is another week. Another Thursday. God Stories Radio. Amen. Oh, this week flew by for me. It did? Yeah. Boy, I, w- I wish it had flown by for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the uh-huh, <laughs> hear you there. trial and tribulation weeks. But uh, you know what? I, I always look forward to being here with you guys and, and uh, talking with people that uh, we don't know that soon become family. And we've got uh, one such person on the line with us tonight, and I just can't wait to hear what she has to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. I know we've got some shout-outs. You got some shout-outs over there, too? Yes, we do. Oh, you do. You I got do. It. All right. I have the prayer. All right. <laughs> Facebook likes. Facebook likes. Angie Gardner-Murray. Thank you, Angie. Thank, Thank you, Angie. Angie. We have Jonathan Hacker. Hey, we know John that guy. John Hacker. I know that guy. <laughs> you know that guy, huh? <laughs> hey, John. And Kath Carolina Asowa. Carolina. Thank you, Carolina. Beautiful Thank name. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much, Carolina. Liking us on Facebook. Yeah. Anybody else out there, if you want to like us on Facebook, please do so. That's right. We appreciate it. Get and to hear your name on the radio, too. Yeah. That you do. And, and guess the, what? What's that? We have another new country. No way. Yes. Number 61. Number 61. As far as we know it. It's Asia slash Pacific region. Wow. So more of a region than a country, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. But Asia, I mean. But that's how it breaks it down. That's how yeah. it looks and breaks it down. And it's got to be over there by Japan or whatever that is over there. In the yeah, it could be. Pacific. Right. Could even be like Hawaii. Or India. Yeah, right. On yeah. The, on the west side of India. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm Man, excited. The Lord's just blowing it up. It's, it's like uh, what four new countries in the last couple four of weeks? new countries in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm just uh, mesmerized at how how big and how good God is. And, uh, and He keeps bringing the testimonies. He really does. He really does, and He keeps, keeps setting it up and uh, setting it up. It keeps working in our lives, even though we're stumbling through. Yeah, so we think we are anyway. But you uh-huh. know, with our human mindset, you know, we're we can only see. A little bit in front of us, but of course he can right. see around the corner. So, mm-hmm. you know, boy, he sure put me through that test this week too. And you know, coming through in the eleventh hour and just completely answering all my prayers was Eddie really, really been amazing. Pretty good, pretty good to me as well this week. Um, I guess I'll go there. Uh, <laughs> um, 
the last few weeks, there's been a lot of people. I, I know they're concerned for me and everything else. And, you know, a question would come up and I keep on saying, okay, I'm waiting on God because I know that's what he told me to do. And uh, it just keep it just kept on coming for a couple of weeks, different person, different people here and there. It hit climax Monday night, you know, it happens on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And I was in a room with about five or six guys and the question was asked and I said it and it was kind of like jump on Mikey. Really? Yeah. And... You know, it's I was, in love, I was, though. A, it was. I know it is. Yeah. And I was, you know, perplexed because, you know, you believe this and you keep on hearing that from godly men and everything else, and it starts to make you wonder. And I'm concerned. And so, I, obviously, all the, all the way home, I was in prayer with Father, talking with him, what uh, what's going on? What, do I have it wrong? And, and so on and so forth. And... um. What he has called me to do, it was like 17 months ago and he told me that. And he also came right away with it, be still. And, you know, usually Randy and I go over for a little pizza afterwards. And we were talking about it. He knew I was down in the dumps and I was concerned, terribly concerned. And so, you know, Randy sends us a a, uh, verse every, every day. And then William sends one, and I get one from Joel, and I get one from Oz, and I read the Jesus oh, calling yeah. every morning. My phone blows up every morning. That's so, sure. you know, I had a lot of them. So, of course, I think Randy being the guy he is, if you remember correctly, Tuesday morning's verse was, be still and know that I am. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So I text him, and I said, Randy, was that you or was that them? They never answered. So I kind of have a feeling that it was him just to, you know, help out. And I want to go back a little bit. You know, these apps on your on your phone? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the version Bible app. And Wonderful app, by the is. way. And yeah, it's it is. free Fantastic. download. And, and for whatever changes must have happened about two or three months ago, all of a sudden now I'm getting this version verse of the day. And... Every time it comes in, I just slide it off my phone and don't even look at it because I got all those other ones, so I just never looked at it, and I slid it off for the past two or three months. Well, Tuesday, as I'm at work, after Randy's thing, and it's still in my mind, and talking with Father, what's going on, and I got it wrong, and, and thinking that Randy did it, and so on and so forth, I get to break, and I look at my phone, and I, that's when I sit down, and I have a little something to eat, and I clear my phone up, get rid of all the junk that came in and all the emails and the Twitters and all that stuff. And there's the version verse of the day. He says, I know what, I'm going to look at it. I bet you can't guess what verse it was. Yeah, the exact same one. It was. Yeah. I got the goosebumps. What a coinky-dink. So that definitely increased my faith in, in Father and hope that uh, yeah he's talking but he he knew I was concerned and I was down and out to a certain extent I mean I still believe but just all those things in the past couple of weeks just kept on coming at me and you start to think mm-hmm. and that just put me I'm on I'm on the right road so there you go buddy in a position he has me in he said to be still and know that I am God so that's what I'm going to do I don't okay. care what anybody says well there you go thanks for sharing we appreciate that. I have a prayer request. Yes. And um, 
Um, many of you, we've asked for you guys to pray before for Eric. He is a young man who had a skiing accident and he basically skied into a tree and it pretty much shattered his leg um and he was really lucky to not lose the leg in the first place but he has been going through so much with this leg and probably a lot of surgeries a lot of surgeries and he's a very young man um it's uh definitely i think a a steep trial in his life you know he's really going through a lot and um right now the infection in his leg is out of control again Uh and they're discuss discussing amputating the leg which you can only imagine for a young 24 Mm -hmm. year old guy i think he's about 24 25 Mm -hmm. um devastating it is yeah absolutely i mean it you know i know that there are people who live full rich lives uh that are amputees um but since this is not his situation yet, and we are praying that it won't become his situation, I'm just asking everybody to, you know, start those prayers coming. And um, his name is Eric, right? Lift Eric up. Yes, please lift him up in prayer. And let's just support this young man around the world and just ask for his healing. And let's just see the mighty hand of God move. Amen. Um, Amen to that. We're really pleading, so okay. Thank you. Yeah, we could we could spend the the next forty five minutes on prayer requests with, mm-hmm. with the amount of, of folks that are going through things that I know. So we just need to uh, keep them in blanket prayer. But okay, so uh, we have kept our guests long enough, I believe. Yes, we have. Well, who do we have, Tina? I'm really excited to announce we have uh, a lady by the name of Sherry Randy. And um, she, actually, Trish met her at the Orlando House of Prayer conference. Oh, she, that's right. That's right. She met a lot of people there. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to read uh, Sherry's bio that we pasted on Facebook. Uh, God used a friendship with a horse to show her that trusting what trusting God looked like. And she met an Arabian quarter horse in 2010 who was abused and blinded on one side and God took an abused broken soul and matched me to a horse so I could see myself and without any further ado I turn it over to Sherry Randy hey Sherry welcome, welcome to the Shand- show Ra- Sherry hi it's good to be here on, on this phone with you guys on the radio so good to have you so good to have you we want to welcome everybody on the Mixler app that's listening live tonight and uh, you dialed into a good one so you just in time for uh, Sherry. Take it away. Well, um, I wanted to um, say um, thank you for having me on here, the opportunity to share God's love. Um, I, um, I guess I, I would, it's to start when I learned, learned about Jesus, it started when I was a child. I was, um, I went to Christian school and I went to church all the time with my mom. And, and so loving Jesus started as a really young child for me. Um, I was a praying child at a young age and God would speak to me through visions and dreams. And I loved him very much. And, but I didn't, um, really understand his love for me yet. 
as a child. And um, I really didn't understand that until I became an adult. As a child, I um, went through a lot of abuse all the way into my adulthood. And as a teenager, I became a runaway. Um, I also became a cutter of my own skin to cut. When I would cut myself, I would um, try to do that to take away pain from abuse. And I went through a, one destructive relationship after another um, that would turn out to be abusive in one way, shape, or form. I um, also, you know, through these things was very destructive to myself. Um, it related back to a trauma that I had went through as a child, which it just caused me to be, um, like something was very broken inside of me and, and I couldn't make healthy choices in relationships. And so I ended up going, you know, like I said, from one relationship to another. And I had four beautiful children out of these relationships. I didn't um, deal with heartache too well. Um, depression was like a constant companion until it became a comfort zone in a warped kind of way to me. Um, I, um, I knew that Jesus loved me, but I really didn't understand. And one day a woman approached me in McDonald's and talked to me about Jesus, and she gave me her phone number. I gave her a call, and she spent the next three months ministering to me about Jesus, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit but there was still something deep inside of me broken. And I, I didn't understand how to fix that or make it better. It was an unhealed place um, that had drove me again to another bad relationship. But prior to that relationship, um, I had witnessed the power of God. I had witnessed the Lord in healing one of my children with cancer and also raising her from the dead. I witnessed him healing a, a hole in the heart of my other daughter. And so I was able to get to know the Lord in those kind of furnaces um, where your, test was, your faith was tested. I believe that my most... The worst heartbreak that I had suffered was when, I, well, I raised my kids in the Lord, and when my son was became a teenager, he started hanging out with the wrong, wrong crowd, and I, um, when he, he ended up going to prison, and that shattered my my heart into a million pieces. At that point, I became really, really angry with God. I couldn't understand raising them in the Lord and and this kind of thing taking place and the abuse that he suffered and then the abuse in um, in the in the prison and so in my anger I told the Lord 
I um, I screamed at God and I said, I throw the towel in. I said, I don't want to do ministry anymore. I don't want to witness anymore. I don't want to be a Christian anymore. And that was, that was about the time that I met a man and I chose to marry him. And in that marriage, it became a death sentence. Though we were going to marriage counseling, it didn't, the beatings never stopped. And I had been beaten and choked, um, almost died a few times. Um, I was raped by him. Um, it just, the nightmare never ended. Um, at one time, my, my son-in-law was telling me that he felt that I should leave and, and I should have left, but I kept thinking, you know, the church kept telling me that I to submit to my husband and they were the ones counseling me. And I kept, so I told my son-in-law, well, I'm going to get marriage counseling. And that night, or the night after our last marriage counseling, um, well, my son-in-law told me that he had a vision that he was going to try to um, crush my skull. And so um, that night after our marriage counseling was when um, my ex-husband was hitting me in the face and then he was trying to smother me with pillows and he put his fingers in my hair and he said, I know what I'll do. I will crush your skull. And it was, I just, I don't know, the light came on and I just yelled, blood of Jesus, in Jesus' name, get off me. And his body, which it wasn't me that threw him, because he was sitting on me, he was sitting on my my stomach and legs there, and he was putting his elbows on my arm, or his knees on my arms, and he flew across the, the room and hit the closet and slid down and that he couldn't um, he couldn't move, that there was that something was making him where he couldn't move and at that time I um I was still terrified but I knew that the power of God had hit him and got him off of me and um, I took that, that moment to get out of there. I had my daughter pick me up, and long story short, I ended up um, becoming a runner again. I was always running and hiding from him um, as I went from place to place, and some sometimes where I lived would last longer before he would find me again than other times. And um, I went from from one city to another, and then I had an opportunity to visit my sister, um, who I didn't know at the time, and I went there and um, ended up taking off to South Carolina, and um, that was about the time that the Lord pulled the reins on me running and said, um, no more running. I figured I wouldn't be found because I had rented this an apartment really cheap, $200, all utilities included, and it was in the foothills of 
uh, of the mountains there in South Carolina on a horse ranch of minimum two, 22 horses. Um, it was a pretty big boarding barn, um, very spread out. They had several barns, and then they had an arena that was way out, and um, all of my neighbors were horses. Um, and I was I felt really blessed to be there. I was really excited. I didn't know much about horses, um, but I had been involved with other animals, you know, as a veterinarian technician and also um, in a wildlife zoo, I did some volunteer work for a year, and but I've never never learned about the horse. And so it it was the it was the plan of God to put me there because, like I said, he put a stop on my running, and um, my head was still spinning from all of the constant moving throughout the years, and um, I never dealt with the pain inside from childhood. I didn't deal with the pain of anything in between childhood and the most recent situation with the ex-husband. But um, I um, I knew that I just had a sense of being safe. And as I began to um, live there and just calm down, in a sense, I wasn't completely calm because any time that I would be around um, men in in a like in, in an area where they were talking to me at, at any point, I was always looking around, and anything around me in my mind was my weapon. Like if I had to defend myself, because I was screaming in the inside that I would never be abused or beat or raped again and um that's how i lived um if i had people around i would hide any kind of tools or any like cameras or anything like that i had i i could not move away from that particular broken area that fear and then um I would. I ended up getting a job there uh, at the farm, and I would feed horses um, and clean their stalls and learn about them. Um, the kind of place that I was in was a kind of a rough cowboy farm. Um, A lot of time, oh, I was involved in a church there, and um, the church is no longer there, but the pastor of that church would train horses, and people would go down and watch in the arena, and his wife would always say to me, pray, because if that horse doesn't mind, my husband will beat it. And them not really understanding what I came out of, that would really bother me. It would really freak me out. And I didn't know if, if they meant what they said or if they um, were joking. And um, as time went on, um, watching the way that they would handle the horses was really rough and hard-handed. But yet they would tell me that horses can kill you and, and they can, um, they would tell me stories about horses that would 
you know, kick people and hurt people and all these things. And so I, I mean, I was in a lot of confusion um, concerning that animal. And I was also um, trying to learn that animal and also knew that I was in an area where domestic violence was still around, but it was being taken out on horses. Um, I guess the, the understanding was that they were, in, instead of them being afraid of the horse, they were going to make the horse afraid of them, and, it, and that's the kind of um, horsemanship that was going on there. And one particular night, I remember it was raining really, really hard, and inside the barn, my apartment door, I had two doors. One went out to the front porch into a grassy area, and then the other door went out into the barn. And there was like a cobblestone floor, and you could see all the horses, you know, in the barn there. And I had uh, worship music playing, and I knew nobody was coming to the barn because it's pouring down rain. And so I was worshiping the Lord, and I was um, dancing before the Lord in the barn, and a lot of, um, just a lot of, uh, his presence was really strong. And when I looked up towards the horses, the horses were all staring back at me. And I know, I know this sounds crazy, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit, I mean, the Holy Spirit we know knows all things. And I believe that, that he gave me a window into their, into their, heart into their soul their being and I was able to God was just ministering understanding to me about these animals and that as if I could even hear them saying this is not what I was created this is not what I was created for I wasn't created to be beaten into submission and um, I just my heart broke and I understood because I had come out of that and so I began to pray when I was on this farm that God would show a different way. What it, there's got to be a different way of training this big, beautiful animal. And uh, one day I looked out my kitchen window and there was a lady that I hadn't seen before show up at the farm and, and she um, went ahead and um, was training this one particular Sorry, give me one second here. Okay, she was training one of the horses there, a uh, young one, and um, I went out to her and I asked her what she was doing, and she said that she was practicing her natural horsemanship with this horse. And I began to listen and watch her and learn, and um, I didn't, I hadn't learned enough to train a horse, but I was learning that there was a different way and God sent her to me to bring, bring the understanding of a different way. There was this one particular horse, her name was Zippy, and um, she was the least liked horse there out of all these other horses. And she was the first horse I met when I first came there and when I walked up to her, to, to look at the horses because the lady was taking me up there. Um, Zippy came over the fence to me and this lady hit her 
smacked her in the face, and I said, please don't hit that animal. And she said, that animal is being nosy. And so I, that that particular horse to be was boarded there by another lady, and she was a beautiful horse. She was going to be used as a show horse. And um, the rumors continued about old stories of horses that that got good whippings there if they didn't listen and, and there was a horse that got kicked in the stomach and it just became a horrible nightmare and the lady that owned Zippy um, one day I went out to see the horses and I saw that Zippy had a cut in her eye and I had called um, her mom <laughs> mom I had called her owner and she said that um to call the vet so we called the vet and the vet come out and said that um it was from Selma and another vet said that the only way that that kind of thing can happen is if she was in a, a trailer accident or in a um hit with a two by four hmm. and he, he said that sometimes people you know discipline horses pretty harshly well, nobody knew at the moment what happened until they did the scope, and it was from trauma. Um, the retina was detached jaggedly, and I knew she hadn't been in a trailer accident, and so it was it was said that it was a two by four. Who did it? Nobody knew. Mm. Um, so this lady that owned her kept saying, "You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't, I can't ride a horse." half blind and in shows and she's already an unpredictable horse as it is and the farrier that would come out and do her feet would say that she was misunderstood so everything that they were saying I was beginning to see myself inside of her and her and I had bonded a lot just because of the first time of meeting her um when the owner was asking me to, would I be the one, because there was three of us, of course, our barn girls there, and would I be the one to put ointment on her eye every day? And I said, yes. It, it was a, um, it was really cute because I'd hold out my hand with the ointment, and she would just tip her head to the side and put her eye in it. And um, just a lot of cute things that she did that, I guess, you know, God saved for me and I bonded with her and I asked the Lord to help me to let go of her because she was um, finding her a new place to go and long story short um, I asked if I could have her and the lady gave her to me I knew nothing of how to train her and um, as I would take her out and take her into the round pen. Um, this horse was broken inside and she was, she wanted to be loved, but she was so afraid of anything in the round pen that she became a weapon herself. And she would, as they say, it's a flight or fight animal and she would turn into uh, fight mode because she couldn't, flee the situation and I didn't know um, how to not be in a round pin with her 
and um, she was the type of horse that would, you know, buck and rear and things like that. And um, so um, instead of doing it in that fashion, um, God began to minister to me in the way of um, training her through his his love and his um, gentleness and his kindness and his long suffering and in the midst of working with her he would say um, to, t- to take as long as it takes with her and um, instead of lunging her I would go beside her and um, I'm in I'm in the car and I have a train that's coming by, so I was gonna blow these windows up really quick. Sorry. Um, basically, I just um, dealing with her was um, God was using me. It wasn't a. It's still a journey with her different levels Uh, but God would use her trauma her her inside screaming out um, in that round pen to bring me to the end of myself and in my prayer time I um, had to go to that place of the abuse and of other abuse and bring Jesus with me. And I had to allow him to minister to the child inside of me, which in turn showed me how to minister to the wounded horse inside of Zippy. And I don't really know what to say from there, except that it's an everyday journey. Um, Learning consistency has brought trust with Zippy. Um, consistency in God's word and prayer has brought trust with him to allow him into those places in my childhood and in my young adult years. Um, Sherry, can you tell us a little bit about the ministry that you and your husband are going to step into? I, I can hear you. I'm sorry, I said, could you tell us a little bit about the ministry that you and your husband are about to step into? Yes. Um, well, um, my husband many years ago um, had went through a program before I met him, um, a where he um, met Jesus and overcoming um, drugs. It's a it's a program that helps people with addictions, and um, and since then he he has stayed in contact off and on with them and. Um, we, um, we have, when we got together, we knew that God had given us a vision to help people with, um, overcoming abuse, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. And when he came to me, um, when we, when we met each other, we had talked about our visions and his was that he would have a place in the 
in the country where he would have a program and teach people about the Lord and um, help them overcome these things. And I had the same vision, but I also had the vision of the horses being with me to share with people and to minister God's love, his his patience, his kindness, um, and, and his healing. And um, we received a phone call that they, the people that he knew were looking for people uh, for someone to come and be the overseers of this program. And my husband and I prayed about it, and they said that they wanted us to come. And we prayed for a while, and then we um, let him know that we felt God was calling us to this. And God has opened the door for us to go there and minister God's love and healing and deliverance and also bring the horses with us on 46 acres. And so that is, um, we'll be heading out on August the 18th to this new adventure with God and would really appreciate all your prayers. And this is for victims of domestic abuse, Sherry? I, I couldn't hear you. This is for victims of domestic abuse? I'm sorry, one more time. This is for victims of domestic abuse? Well, um, it is a, it's mostly geared to people coming there that want to be off of drugs and alcohol, of any addiction. Mm -hmm. But domestic abuse um, is always at play in any kind of thing like that. Um, with drugs and alcohol and Satan, he's the abuser. Um, and that has just been, that's part of what, you know, happens. Either they do it themselves or they do it to themselves or somebody is doing it to them. And often drugs and alcohol become a way of people's escape. So they don't have to um, face the reality of of what the enemy's done in their life. It just and so your story is so incredibly moving. You know, the, your personal story and also the story of the horses. You know, you both you said something. You said something about coming alongside. It's actually the second time that I've heard that phrase this week. And, you know, animals and people are special. They should never be abused or mistreated. Hmm. We're all God's creatures. And, you know, it's so like Satan to just want to destroy and, and just, you know, the hate that's in those actions. I mean, hitting a horse with a two by four, what would possess somebody mm -hmm. to do that? Oh. And then, you know, just what you've been through, Sherry, it's, you're right. You know, that's why when you called out on the blood of Jesus, he went flying back mm -hmm. because that was, yeah. that was spiritual warfare for sure. And he was saving her for what she's doing now. Yes. Yeah, she didn't uh, experience no small no. miracles, you know, during those things. And isn't it amazing that God knows what what you need? Yes. Uh, 
to for him to reach you. Right. And he can even use a horse. Absolutely. But then again, look at the people he uses to, to go into ministry and, who you know, just like uh, Sherry and her husband, what they've been through and everything else, to have a ministry to help people in like situations. That's so right. he rolls. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Sherry, we just want to thank you for being so brave and sharing with us, opening up to us and sharing with everybody what you've been through, what the horses have been through, and what your future is about to embark on. Well, I appreciate that. I, I thank you for the opportunity to to share. It's, um, I'm learning to share share this story. It's not always been an easy story, so I, I really do appreciate the opportunity. And, and we thank um, you very much for it. Yeah, we have we appreciate you, Sherry, because we ask, you know, we ask a lot of people and not everybody says yes, you know, so we appreciate your bravery and uh, and coming and, and sharing your story. And as like Mike always says, there's always someone or someone's out there that needed to hear what you had to say. Absolutely. And you delivered it just perfectly. Babe, tell her what you always say about testimony, about reliving it. Well, that's... The reason the testimony is so powerful and the reason we need to protect it is because just like Sherry did a few minutes ago, as she told her testimony, she had to go back there Mm -hmm. and relive it. And you can tell during the course of the testimony where people actually feel those emotions and uh, they're, you know, and they're not fake. They're real, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've had people come to the studio that stuff had happened to them years and years and years ago. But when they start to tell the story, mm-hmm. they start to relive it. But that's where the power is in the testimony. Absolutely. And that's what changes people's lives. Absolutely. And that's why uh, you, you have to embrace your story. And that's why we covet them. And we love the people that say yes and come on the show and and that are brave and will step up and tell their story. Because there's another Sherry out there that needs a horse. That's right. You know, and... Uh, it, <laughs> That's right, and uh, you've inspired somebody. I just, well, I just know it, Sherry. Absolutely. He didn't have her call in for no reason at all. Boy, you got that right, Sherry. Have you got a favorite song you've been listening to? A favorite song? Uh huh. Um, actually, um, before before I got on the air, it's an old one, but it's a beautiful one. Um, Inside Out from Hillsong United. Inside Out Inside by, Out by Hillsong United. United. I don't yeah. think they do a bad one. <laughs> oh, man. Inside Out. Let me write that down. Because usually we... Love, uh, you from, love you from the Inside Out. Hillsong United. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Because we like to... Uh, usually like to play a favorite song of the of the the person that shares their testimony. Uh, towards the end. It's a play out towards the end, so it'll be on... Um, your testimony when we post it online but thanks to again to Sherry for for coming and sharing her testimony want to thank everybody on Mixler uh, that dialed in tonight that's listening we had a bunch Uh, some had to leave us but uh, for the couple that are still on thank you so much thank you for dialing in and listening to Sherry's testimony and listen if you have a testimony um, get in touch with us godstoriesradio at gmail.com if you don't want to uh or don't want to or can't come in person you can do like sherry did and call in 
or you could send us you could just write it down however god you know leads you to do it you could send it to us we've read them over the air and people have been touched and ministered to so send it to god stories radio at gmail.com and as mike always says you, you can, can tweet us you can tweet us on twitter uh, at God Stories Radio and like us on Facebook at God Stories Radio and if you listen to us on iHeartRadio, follow us on iHeartRadio. So there's lots of different avenues that you can listen and and uh, that we're out there and you know blessing you has been our only agenda from from the get go. So and, and we appreciate that and we appreciate the folks that uh, that push the button now and then. You know we're mm-hmm. not. We're not ones to beg for money, but uh, the few dollars we get every once in a while really helps to pay the power bill and the the software bill and you know all the little bills that make <laughs> make things happen. So we just appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, Craig's carpet service, he's not on tonight, but uh, we're gonna remember Craig in prayer and Absolutely. AJ in prayer. Yes. Um, there's there's many others. And so I don't want to start naming names, but we'll remember them all. And um, please continue to keep uh, Sherry and her um, her future journey in prayer, too. Yeah, Sherry, and make sure you um, keep us updated. Let us know how you're doing so that we can let the listeners know. I'm sure they'll be curious as to how you're doing. Right, I will. Thank you. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 131. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.
control. It comes to me from 